You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Thule and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. Hey everyone, it's Ralph. And this is Thule. And tonight we have a special guest. Yay. She's a life coach. She is also an author, as well as a motivational speaker. And she also has a YouTube channel. Uh, please welcome Cherie Denise. Yay, yay. Hey, everyone. I'm so <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> We're glad to have you. Yes, so, yes. So, Cherie Denise, can you please, let's, I want to go, um, let's get into the life coach first, if you don't mind, and then let's get into the book, if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. Let's okay. There. Uh, so you're a life coach. What do you mainly focus on when you're, I guess, talking to clients or do you have a focus? I do. So self-development. When I, I, I consider myself a life coach and I pretty much focus on self-development and loving thyself and really, um, you know, breaking those barriers and those curses and chains from our past. That's okay. what I really primarily focus on. Um, and is your, I guess, clientele, if you can say mostly women or a male? Uh, when I first started out, <laughs> predominantly was women. But as I've grown, um, I've had some men come in. But primarily, yes, um, my clientele um, is women, are women. And... Because we talk about this a lot on the podcast. We talk about how people really do need to really focus on themselves when they're single, but don't end the journey once they're in a relationship or get married. And I'm, I'm going to guess that you feel the same way, but what are some of the things that you're seeing mostly is a hangout for people? Because um, on me, you know, on the outside of this, I just feel like a lot of people aren't doing the self-reflection. They're not looking inward and, and just like, okay, what are some of the common denominators here that I need to work on to be a better me for somebody else? Mm, that's a good one. So I really stick to being the best version of yourself, especially when you're single. And um, I believe that when you're single, there's things that I guess we're, we're living our best life. We're doing all these things. We're dating, you know, we're doing all these things and we're kind of masking um, everything that we experienced as a child. And, you know, there's some people, you know, as far as being 33 years old, I've, I know very small percentage of people who had an amazing childhood and it's sad, but there's so many people that I've met in my 33 years of life that experienced, you know, sexual abuse, physical, emotional, verbal abuse. And none of that, or actually I should say some of that, is addressed. But when we get older, um, a lot of it is at the surface. And we it's important for us to be able to unravel and detangle those things that are holding us back mentally and emotionally. So, um, you know, targeting and understanding those things that trigger us before getting in a relationship, I believe is the ultimate, ultimate power in understanding who you are and how you're going to add value to the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. I'm, I'm with you on that. I totally believe that as well. Now, when people come to you, I'm guessing that they start off with one purpose and end up <laughs> on another journey. Would you well, 
I would say that's true. So some, you know, a lot of people um, come to me because they're in a relationship and, you know, they're have a, they grew up in a faith-based environment and they feel that they're living in some type of um, world of sin and they don't really know how to, you know, correlate their religion and spirituality to being in a relationship. And um, a lot of the time it seems as though they come to me with, you know, how do I get this person to change or how can I get this person to convert to my, my beliefs? And mm-hmm. um, that sometimes is the majority of the conversation, but then it always goes back. And I mean, always goes back to who were you before you got with them? Mm-hmm. And do you feel like you were whole or at least somewhat close to whole as a person being whole as a person before you got with them? And then when that question is asked, it's like a new light is shined and it's like, you know, I wasn't, I was completely lost and I felt like this person was going to make me whole. And then it's like a light bulb comes on (laughs) and then it's like, wait a minute. And I'm like, wait, don't break up. You know, just don't go break it up with nobody. Right, right. But, (laughs) but at the same time, those are important questions, you know, that we got to ask ourselves is, were you looking for this person to make you whole or were you whole by yourself? And that's where the conversation changes to, you know, how can I get this person to go to church with me? Or how can I get this person to, you know, start looking at investing in in purchasing a home? And then it's like, wait a minute, you're asking me, but let's ask ourselves were these questions you asked this person before you got in the relationship. Mm. So yeah, it definitely takes a turn um, during our our sessions. Okay. Okay, I have a question. Do you have any male clients? I do. That's the most, I love, I love those conversations because um I started to get male client you know inboxes and dms and I was like oh this is interesting and you know before backing it up before I started pursuing entrepreneurship and walking in my calling um my dms were completely different it was you know dang baby you looking good and you know from the males it was a lot of that you know kind of holler at me (laughs) but then you know as, as you present yourself and you know who you are and you know you start being on social media more presenting your business those conversations change to, Hey, I'm dating this girl and I don't know how to tell her this, or, you know, um, I've been watching you for a while. Can you give me some advice about my fiance? And so I think it's pretty interesting and pretty awesome at the same time. Yeah. I do definitely have male clients. So, so now that you're in this new position in life, do you feel like males are intimidated by you? Uh, I feel like males have somewhat, I would say this and I honest in all transparency, some males have been, I should say the boys that I dated, even in my young twenties were intimidated by me, but men um, aren't intimidated by me. I think they look at me as a woman who knows what she's doing, especially in this day and age. Um, They feel like, you know, you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. You got a good head on your shoulder, but for the boys, I call them boy men. That's a word my auntie gave me. (laughs) If there's a man who has the mentality of a boy, then yes, he may be intimidated. I love that. And I'm going to go ahead and add that to my dictionary. So (laughs) 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 using that. So, So I'm guessing the, everyone's coming to try to get advice, how to make someone basically comply to what they want to do and I guess thinking that's going to make the relationship work when they come to you and you have these conversations and they realize okay let's start with you first and then let's dig a little bit deeper into that 
Is it harder to do that with the men than it is with the women? I believe so. And I only say that because recently I read an article um, Oxford University, and they did a study that says that men, usually some men don't mature until the age of 40. And I read that and I was like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but no, I think, um, I think that once you get with someone and you kind of target like what you need to work on and what's going to, like you said, comply and what's going to work, this is how things are going to work in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so easy to pin out, pinpoint, I'm sorry, other people not look within. And I, through experience, I feel like that, I feel like that causes so much resentment and um, division within the relationship. And it stops before it can even really get started. Um, So trying to get someone to say, you know, this is how I live. And, you know, understanding that we grew up in different cultures, we were raised differently. All of that is so important before you get with someone, you know, learning their family traits and personality traits is so important because, um, it, I mean, it's, it's less hassle of being blindsided once you're two years, three years in. Um, but yeah, I believe a lot of people do try to get in their relationship or get in a relationship with that idea of, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to get what I want and I just got to maneuver this way. And it's kind of a, like a manipulation, um, mm-hmm. unintentional manipulation, but uh, sometimes intentional <laughs> But it, it causes so much division and it's like, well, you're in a relationship to relate and come as one, but what you're doing is separating and the unity is no longer there because you're trying to make someone comply. And, you know, we, it kind of turns into like a parent child relationship, you know, and it becomes stressful. So I think that's definitely the wrong way to go um, starting out. And that, that just goes back to being whole you know, and knowing and understanding that this person had a different growing up, uh, upbringing, um, we not even have the same beliefs, and how can I, the, the ultimate goal, I believe, is how can I add value to this person? How can I contribute to this person being the best of them? How can I compliment them versus how can they compliment me? Yes. Okay. I love that. Yeah. And, and now I see why you wrote a book. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> The, the book is called Treasures Revealed, so there's a lot more in the book than what I'm saying. But yeah, it, it goes definitely deeper in the book and how, not just like what it is, but how to work around it and how to, um, you know, even say you're already in a relationship and it's kind of going downhill. Mm-hmm. How can you restore it? You know, how can you maintain it? And, or actually, how can you establish and maintain going forward if you really, truly value and love that person? So Treasures Revealed, awesome as far as going in depth. I read it almost every month. <laughs> well, well, since we trans- I have to look, I have to remind myself sometimes when I'm reading it. No doubt. So, uh, what motivated you to write the book? Was it your practice, or did you always want to write a book? Um, well, it wasn't my practice. It was actually was an author before I became a life coach, and um, I was in a, a a relationship. I got cheated on for the first time. Well, at least that I was aware of. And it was like the end of the world for me. And I felt like I grew up in infidelity and now I'm experiencing it on my own. And it hurt. You know, I've always been this strong female. I was a captain for track and basketball and I was a female jock in high school. So I always had that leadership mentality. And then when I got cheated on, it felt like I was nobody. I felt the complete deception and betrayal. So writing was my therapy. Okay. And, um, I began writing and jotting down how I felt 
And because um, I didn't want to share with friends and family because I was humiliated and I was embarrassed. So I started just writing it down. Stick, I had, at my job, I had sticky notes everywhere. <laughs> and I started to, I had them on my mirror and I read the book, The Secret. And oh, yeah. I was like, yes, I love it. So I started writing down everything. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to run out of sticky notes. <laughs> so I need to put this in a journal. So I started journaling and then I went to uh, my auntie's church. And um, someone was like, there's someone in here that's going to write a book. There's five specific important people that are going to write a book. And I just felt like, yo, he's talking about me. <laughs> like I'm one of those five. And it just hit me that day. It was 2017. And I was, um, no, I'm sorry, it was 2018, um, November. And I was like, that's me. I need to take everything that I've written and share this journey that I've had with the world, even if it just touches one person to change their outlook on life and relationships and love, then I, I would love to do that. So then I just started writing chapters and uh, seven months later, I had a book. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I know you were saying initially that, you know, for someone in a relationship, this could be very helpful to kind of like rejuvenate if they're in a bad spot, but what can maybe someone who's single get from this? Mm, so someone who's single, the value they can, get from my book that they will get, I believe, is uh, learning the foundation of the the importance of communication. And I believe it starts with yourself. Um, one of the second chapters, actually, communication with yourself. And um, I know not everyone has the same belief and faith in God and everything. So the book is generally on how do you talk to yourself, you know, and do you see yourself as valuable and start there. For someone who's single, I encourage to find out who you are and find out who you want to be and accept who you were. That's the biggest thing, I believe, because if you mask and hide everything that you went through, um, then you're going to be a facade. You're going to be tainted. So, you know, addressing the past, knowing who you are and, you know, realizing and accepting who you want to be as a single person. I mean, I believe that's the very most important thing to do before you start dating and you know courting and sharing your life with someone I like that because um especially in this day and age I think a lot of people get caught up on the perception of themselves and not that it's a bad thing but it's like people want to have the perception of what they think they're supposed to be and not who they are and like for myself I've for a long time now I'm probably going to go with like middle school, middle school, or elementary school. I was definitely confident in, in who I was as a person. And not to say that when people would say things like, oh my gosh, you're so aggressive, you know, like that wouldn't hurt my feelings, but like, that's who I am. And you know what I'm saying? And I'm not a bad person because of it, but that's part of who I am. That's part of my personality. That's part of my character. But the 90% of me, we're having a good time. We're laughing. And I think people get caught up on that maybe 10% or 5% and they're just like, so they try to mask it and then they lose themselves trying to be who people want them to be when those people really don't even care about you like that. Mm -hmm. I so, agree. I definitely agree with that on, on so many levels because um, I didn't, you found out who you were, you know, young, I commend that. I really do because I was maybe the last three years and I'm 33 just realizing like, you know what, Sheree, you have a very strong personality. You're opinionative. <laughs> um, you're, and um, you Welcome have a to the club, very girl. discerning. <laughs> hey, girl. 
Hi, my name is Sheree Denise, and I have a very strong, <laughs> no, I have a very discerning spirit. Like, it was kind of something, even as a little girl, I realized not to play back situations like, girl, you knew that from the jump. Like, don't even play yourself. But um, I think that some people do look, you know, not to just pinpoint on society, but a lot of us look at situations and we look, we, it's easy to point out the negative and to say, you know, um, you're so you're so opinionated and um, you are judging. And it's like, wait, wait a minute. There's a difference between a fact and judgment. Let me just make that clear. Mm-hmm. But um, when I realized I was growing is when I, I set, accepted the fact that you have your opinion, I have mine. For whatever reason, let's just agree to disagree and I'll still love you at the end of the day. Um, and that for me was like an eye opener. And I was like, that's when I found joy. That is really the ultimate um, place for me is when I was like, you know what? My energy and the way I react to your situation is completely throwing me off. And I'm not, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to nip it in the bud. It takes practice. It definitely takes practice, especially being the way that I was. Um, But then some people are like, you've changed. I'm like, no, I didn't change. I grew, you know, and that's important to me. And, um, that, and that's what, you know, some of it is like, you know, your circle, who you surround yourself with and things of that sort, because when you start growing, your friends, the relationships do change. And some people want the old you, yeah, uh, the immature you versus, you know, um, I, I know who I am now. And that's why I believe a lot of friendships grow apart. You know, you might be friends with someone for so many years and then you start growing and developing. You're no longer a caterpillar, you're a butterfly. And this person liked you when you was crawling. Right. <laughs> now you got wings and it's like, yo, wait a minute. So, um, yeah, I totally agree with you with that is, is definitely something that people look at as far as the negative versus the positive. Oh, you're dropping all these gems. I'm so glad that y'all are so confident in who you are. I'm still trying to figure that out for myself. Well, see, the thing is with you, you're coming into your, like, you're in the, the transition phase now. And like, for me, it's like staring at the jar, watching the, but like watching the caterpillar turn into a butterfly. You don't know what's happening. You just know, okay, <laughs> now I'm in this cocoon. Like, what's happening to me? But I, I'm sitting there, like, just staring, watching, and watching this happen. Because you can also relate to this. Like, exactly what she said. You have people in your life who liked you as Thule. As, you know, immature, not responsible. You know, fly by the night. Because that was them. You made them comfortable in their own insecurities and their own flaws. You made them comfortable. And now that you're different and you may not do the same things you used to or shake the same way you used to, now they're like, oh, you change. Where the other people around you like, oh, I see you and I like this. I can't believe you're like this now. Like so many people tell you that now and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but the people who don't <laughs> like it, they're like, oh, you changed. He's changed and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people get comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing when you said about going from like a caterpillar, the cocoon portion is like, it's uncomfortable for yeah. sure. Like that transition <laughs> from a caterpillar to a butterfly, you're in a cocoon. So you're, it's tight. You feel yeah. like you're all alone. No one really gets you. And it's very uncomfortable, but we know success does not come from comfort zones, you right. know? So it's like, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable, but just, just keep waiting on it. Trust the process because you're going to have all these different colors, unique specs on you. You're going to be able to fly versus on being on the ground. You're going to be able to soar. So that part right there is like the ultimate, like, you know what? I'm going to keep being patient. You can say what you want about me. I'm going to be in my little cocoon. Yes, yeah, a little snug. <laughs> but just watch. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I think I said um, on a podcast before that we recorded, um, 
I heard this in a sermon one of my pastors uh, spoke to, but with frustration comes favor. And so ever since mm-hmm. I heard that, it was just like, anytime I feel like I'm frustrated, overwhelmed, but I know like, I don't really have nothing like crazy going on in my life. I'm like, okay, something's happening. Okay. You know, I just got to work through the process, you know, just, just let everything happen. Like, to me, like I used to get upset when I was younger, when, when certain things like was being, you know, was frustrating me and didn't go my way. And so I would react differently, which make the process longer. <laughs> but then when I realized I'm like, okay, when I, when I noticed the signs, I was like, okay, it's like me getting prepared, me getting excited. And it's like, that's how I am now. Anytime I'm like overly frustrated, I'm like, what is happening? Oh, change change is coming let's see <laughs> like <laughs> let's see what this is gonna be <laughs> yes so it, it just helps with the process from then on but then I don't want people to take that and saying that when they're frustrated in a relationship or they're frustrated in the marriage that oh, okay I, I'm gonna just deal with it because something good is gonna happen but if you're not putting in the work then no nothing good is gonna happen <laughs> like if you're frustrated because you and your partner is not communicating no nothing good is gonna come from that <laughs> Absolutely not. And a part of one portion of the book is, well, the last chapter I say for significant others. And um, it's very special to me because I did grow up in a household with infidelity. And, you know, there was good times, but there were, I don't know, I guess it was 50-50. And um, I, I really try to hold on to those good times. But to me, communication is not, is, is, it's verbal, it's body language. Mm-hmm. You know, a portion of my book says not saying something is saying a lot. Yeah. Um, and if you're walking around the house, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. No, you're not. You know, you're insulting my intelligence by saying you're fine when I know clearly the energy, the vibes are off. I know you, you know, I married you or I'm, you know, I've been with you for so long. It's just like um, effective communication is so critical. And I, I used to ask, I used to cut hair back in the day and I used to ask women that came and sat in my chair. We talk, you know, what you've been married for 60 years. Like I always ask the same question how'd you make it last so long? You know? And they were like, some of them said the most off the wall things I'm not gonna <laughs> say on the air, but um, uh. a lot of them would say communication. And I'm like, okay, well we got to communicate. And as women, I feel like we sometimes want to make a man talk and it's like, talk to me, talk to me. You're not listening when it's really just effective communication. And that includes being able to check his body language. So, you know what? He's not really feeling like I could tell he's not feeling like talking right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait till a good time. You know, timing is everything. And it's, it's a universal language to me. And once I was able to kind of target that language, I was like, oh, it's all game. My husband is going to be so in love. Right. <laughs> he's not going to have no complaints. No, but I, I think at that point I was like, okay, this is good. This is some gold right here. You know, let me refine it. Let me understand it. It's going to take some time. But yeah, definitely effective communication i want to touch on that too because that has made me think of uh two things so i think i was like 25 and i was dating this guy and i always had an issue um with telling people like i'm upset with them or whatever so before i didn't used to say anything or i would not not so much not say anything but i would wait too long to say something and so i remember him saying like if you can't tell me then then write it down and I was like oh okay so I was just like write these long letters <laughs> I'm like we got we got some Aaliyah over here four, right, four page letter over here right, right, back, okay you made me feel this way when this this and this and this and then 
on another point, I was listening to another podcast and a woman was saying that um, her and her husband were not in a good place. And, you know, she wanted to talk to him about some things because she was really feeling like she actually wanted to step out on him because she was feeling like he was just in La La Land and she's over there in turmoil. Like she feels like all of this is going on and he's just oblivious to what's happening in their marriage. And so they're in two separate rooms and, you know, he's just like, you know, maybe she just wants to sleep. I snore. And she's like, no, that's not the problem. But she's not actually like, she's trying to talk to him, but he's like, I don't, you know, I don't know what to say. And she knows he doesn't like to communicate. So one day she breaks down, like crying and everything. She said, I know you don't like to talk, but if you feel more comfortable, can you go in the other room and text me and I'll be in this room? And so she said she waited and like 10 minutes went past and then he sent a text. Wow. I know. <laughs> so I was like, you just have to figure out what works. Cause you know, men, they don't like to uh, communicate, but like, if you know they're attached to their phone and they're always like, maybe you have to say that, text me, send me a DM, <laughs> you know, maybe we have to talk like that <laughs> instead of talking in person or maybe until you feel comfortable, but then at least you're talking. Oh they yeah. Are amazing communicators. When you don't put them in a corner and it's not on making them better. <laughs> all the shit that they should be working on as long as the topic doesn't pertain to that we're good you know what that I've heard in the last six months in in my own relationship I realized that okay this is this is a unique every relationship I've had has been very unique but I realized that what he just said is like you know what um it's like a feeling demasculated and yes you guys are men are emotional and you get sensitive about certain things but if a person, a woman, a female makes a man feel like you're cornered. It's just like, um, I don't know how to compare it to a woman, you know, but it's just, it's, it's something different. It's very unique. So what she said is being, you know, you don't want to talk to me in the room, go and text me mm-hmm. sometimes. And it sounds weird, but we have to be creative to, you know, um, be able to enhance and grow that relationship. Sometimes being creative in a relationship is, um, important too because we we want women you know we want more me personally I want to sit down and look you in the eye and I want to see your body language and I want to see how you react and sometimes it may take a creative spin on it to be like you know what I'm gonna go for a walk text me you know this that and the other so that way we can kind of get somewhere because clearly we're not getting anywhere Um, but yeah I definitely realized at this age that men do not like being cornered (laughs) and they don't like those specific questions it's like that's a whole different language. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, men struggle because they, they don't know how to get out of their own way. Um, mm-hmm. If you knew how to do that, you know, I'm still shit. I'm, I've just figured it out. <laughs> um, if you knew how to do that, then it makes it easier for you to be a lot more open with an individual. Um, and that, I think that's what drives better communication as well, obviously. But I think men maybe believe that they're going to miss miss out on something if they're fully committed to somebody. Or again, maybe a lot of men don't even know how to be fully invested into a relationship either. A lot haven't never been told on what that actually looks like or what it means to be fully invested. Like you got to give your all, like you got to be all in. Nobody really knows what that looks like. So for a Mm. man with all the testosterone and the pride and the ego, you tend to push people away rather than pulling them towards you. The one thing I learned in the last two years is if a man can be committed to his favorite bo- football team or committed to his barber, he knows what commitment looks like, you know? So it's not that they don't know what commitment looks like. Cause I know people who have been Giants fans and Lakers fans 
for 20, 30 years, and they won't go to any other team. I think it's the, because those are things. Well, actually, the barber's a person. <laughs> so they are committed to that person. They're committed to the work that they do on their head. It's, it's almost that there's a fear. Like you said, they don't really want to be committed. It's a fear to a female that, that, like you said, they may miss out on something. And that right there, to me, is the, the bread and butter of, of understanding for us as women. Like, okay, you can be committed to your sports team. You can be committed to the barber. You could be committed to the same cologne that you've been wearing for the last 15 years. Girl. What's the disconnect between <laughs> – she said, girl. <laughs> I got you. What, you what's the disconnect over. between a man and a woman? You, you hit on a major point here. So, Barbara, I get it, but the hairstyles really don't change, right? This is a person in a profession that is a, is a professional in cutting hair. So mm-hmm. I won't even really go to the barber, but we'll go to a sports team. Sports teams, I mean, they get better, they get worse, whatever. Yes, they understand commitment, but the sports team doesn't require you to change or require you to grow. Mm-hmm. And okay. that's a challenge, right? So as a that's man, an eye-opener. I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm like, I'm living <laughs> off of championships from the 90s right and I'm a very realistic fan right I know that my team will do very well but when we get to the playoffs we shit the bed it's normally what's been happening (laughs) the last two decades Uh, but the difference is is my team isn't requiring me to grow up it's not requiring a new version of me I get to be the Mm -hmm. same person in that commitment when it comes to a woman you know there's requirements around what a woman wants. And some of those requirements will probably require you to be a different person or not necessarily a different person, but you'll need to mature in certain areas um, of your personality. And that'll change over time, right? What you like five years from now will be different than um, what you currently like or 20 years. So you got to be able to adjust. And the only way to be able to do that is to be fully invested in that person. There's no way that I'm going to be committed to changing or getting better if I'm not even fully invested in what we're trying to do or build. Wow. That's my perspective. We're breaking some bread right now. I commit you. That's my perspective. I'm no no pro at this. I just know the level of commitment is required to be successful in a marriage because, again, this is my second marriage. So I know what failure looks like. Mm. And. I knew that I didn't want to experience that again. So it required me to make some major changes. And okay. in those major changes came a lot of things that I was uncomfortable with. The number one being communication. <laughs> so, uh, but. I mean, that's some good meat right there. I think some, some good bread, yeah. ham, turkey, sausage, the whole table is meat. <laughs> I think I get it. <laughs> I think that um, with just hearing that the, the, accountability portion comes into play, like you said, and it requires you to be a better version of yourself. And sometimes you know, I realize that some men are very, um, for the most part, I know women, we like change. We change our hair. We change our nail color. We might go to a different stylist. You know, we love when the seasons change. Uh Oh, it's fall season. You yeah. know, sweaters are coming out, boots, everything. So it's just like, we like change and we like communication and men typically like the same thing. And yeah, like the teams, they may lose, they may not ever go to the Super Bowl, um, or they may, you know, uh, switch coaches or what the what the case is. But the, the commitment is still there. Um, the emotions vary; they go up and down. But I I believe that the accountability piece right there is is the part that says, you know what, um, there's a change that has to happen. And I, for people who are listening who have the who have a son. I so, so, so um, believe in teaching my son now at the age of, well, he's almost 14, those 
important tips as far as being with the woman. A woman is going to expect these things, the basic things of accountability and responsibility and standards. And I, and it's sad, but some mothers don't teach our teach their sons what a woman wants because we're different species. We're different from, you know, inside out. So that part, I believe, is something that I would love to change going forward is what a woman wants. And I know there's movies and I know there's books, but not everyone's seen those movies and those books. So I, I hope to have individuals hear this so that way they can kind of start looking at their sons, single mothers or in a relationship. This is important to a woman. This is what I want to teach you so that when you get to the age of dating, you're going to remember we're not the same. We're different. And women, women expect communication. It's, it's, I don't believe it's something that's really taught. Well, I'm with you, and I don't, I don't think it's taught either. So before I even had a child, I already knew that I was going, if it was a boy, to teach him basically kind of like what we gripe about. Nothing about, because I think a lot of people, or maybe women, I'll say, may, I think they get caught up in teaching their sons what they like, what someone didn't give them. But they, mm-hmm. it may not necessarily be what a woman that he may date or marry likes. You know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. I think the basis is, like how you say, it's communication, treating them right, being respectful. When you don't want to do something, it's okay that you say you don't want to do that. If you, if you say you're going to do something, you need to keep your word and you need to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because even outside of a relationship with a woman, if you are a man who keeps his word, people will trust you with almost anything because they mm-hmm. know like, what he says he meets. This is a man of his word. And a man of his word can go a thousand miles and over someone who lies. So I'm going to teach my son that, like, these are good characters to have about yourself. But definitely when you're dating women, if you know you don't want to be held down to one woman, say that. Because it's, you're giving her the responsibility to make the choice on her own, whether she still wants to date you, have sex with you, or whatever, knowing that you will be doing that with someone else. But if you don't tell her, then you're taking that away from her. And that's oh, where yeah. you get in trouble. In the book, I really focus on honesty and transparency, and um, there's a lot of detail in as far as what transparency means for males and females. And um, before I was in a relationship, I was single, I was doing God knows what, and but I was I felt like I was always honest. Um, just it's a part of my personality and characteristic traits is to be, you know what, I'm not with you, <laughs> and um, yes, my phone may go off, but you have to understand I'm not with you, and. Um, you know, I might hang out with you Friday and yeah, Sunday I'm going out with someone. And they, that gave them the opportunity to say, you know what? I, at least I respect you for telling the truth. Let's right. hang out Tuesday. <laughs> you right. know, so right. I think <laughs> for that, for that, for that part of it, the single life that I had was like, you know what, at least I'm just going to be honest because honesty, I believe goes a long, long way. The truth will set you free. You know, we've heard all those um, phrases, but I really believe in them because um, I don't want to break anyone's heart and I don't want to look like a liar. I don't want to look like this old player player, even though I did, I was looked at like one, but I was like, I'm honest with you though. You know, I'm always pointing back like, wait, wait a minute. I told you, I told you I was talking to someone. Right. So, um, transparency, honesty, I believe in it a hundred percent because it'll alleviate a lot of that stresses and it, it puts the accountability back on them. Like, but yeah. wait, I told you. <laughs> so what are you really mad at? Yourself. <laughs> 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 that's what it Added is allowing you to live your life yeah you can make oh, yeah. a choice. everybody can make a choice you know what i'm saying you have a choice i'm giving the choice to you i didn't take it away i told you what i was going to do i stuck to my word and i was like hey if you want to come along for the ride you're more than welcome if you don't 
no bad blood. It's fine. This is not for everyone. So right. you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I think cheating for me, going through the whole process of being cheated on and just being embarrassed and humiliated, it wasn't even just like, oh, you cheat on me. All of my Facebook, all of my 4,000 something friends or whatever the case at the time saw what I was going through. And uh, it did something to my spirit. I was yeah. like, wait, you know, and it was like, okay, um, okay, let's, let's just deal with it. I got cheated on and it is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it. And I was actually forgiving because I believe in forgiveness. At that time, it was like, I forgive you, let's move forward. And I was learning how to forget things. But at the same time, it was, I was new, I was a baby at forgiveness and what that really looked like. So it didn't go so well <laughs> because every time the phone rang, I was like, who's that? <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. you know what? Yeah. yeah, you know, and it, and, and it was hard. But now it's more like, you know what? God sees what you're doing. <laughs> you know, like right. whatever you're doing, um, I may not be able to see it, but you're going to have to live with that for the rest of your life. And I'm so happy with who I am now through counseling, um, the couple sessions that I did through prayer, through reading. I was like, you know what? This is my life. And at the end of the day, and I hate to say it like this, I came in this life alone. I'm going to die alone. So let's just live in the moment and be honest with each other and be grace, you know, show grace to each other mm-hmm. and um, hope that this turns out and pray that it turns out to be the best to go down in history. Um, but one thing for certain, two things for sure, I'm not going to be dumb or naive again. Let's just make that clear. So when that conversation was had, it was like, all right. Let's do this. <laughs> Roll my sleeves up. Oh, well, good luck, girl. Thank you. <laughs> it's hard work. It really it is. is. It is. Because I, I, I honestly, I've said this before, I couldn't do it. Like, I can do the forget part. I haven't mastered the forget part. And that's the thing that um, gets me when it comes to infidelity. I, I try really hard, but, um, and maybe just something that I just, would have needed to work on constantly, but like right now, it's it's like a deal breaker for me. That's like a boundary for me. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like the really the one boundary I have. Like, you know, I can probably work on anything else, but that you know, how much work it takes for a relationship and a marriage, and all it took was a thirty second nut for you to step out on us working on something, and I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I feel that all the way. Like I don't condone cheating if there any of that and. And the biggest portion of that to me, and the reason I was able to forgive that individual at that time was um, the first part was I said I was a a little immature. I didn't know what that really looked like. And I tried it, you know, forgiveness. The forget part was, and honest to God, I was in my prayer closet and I was like, I'm so hurt. You know, my mom said, whenever you're mad, just cry out and just tell God you're angry. He knows how you feel. And I'm like, I'm so mad. I'm so hurt. I'm angry. And all I felt was, because I kept saying, he cheated on me. How dare him? Mm-hmm. And all I heard was, you cheated on me. Oh, girl. And I was like, I was like, whoa. And I was like, I felt like a little conviction. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I've been, I've been with these different guys and stuff. So yeah, I'm going to forgive and I'm going to forget because um, I'm not going to forget to the extent of it never happened. <laughs> you right, know, I'm not yeah. going to be stupid, but I'm going to be like, you know what? I forgive you. And the reason I forgive you, I believe turns into the forget part is because I once, I needed, I needed God to forget what I did. <laughs> you right, know, yeah. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I can love you at a distance. We don't need to be together. Um, we can be friends. I forgive you. You made a mistake. You hurt me. As far as marriage, I'm married to my dad. And I love her so that she's faithful to her commitment that she made. And she looks at it like, I made this commitment not just to you, but to, to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm going to stay in this marriage because I made a commitment to not only you, but, but God, and he's going to handle my light and heavyweight. And I'm like, mom, you better than me. <laughs> Cause I still wouldn't be. I think for, for me looking at that commitment that she had was like, she trusts God more than anyone I know to carry her through that forgetting and forgiving. Part, yeah. Cause it's a process. Yeah. yeah. Like I can do the forget, um, once we are apart and I can be friends with you and everything like it never happened. It's just hard for me to stay and move past. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's the, it's the really hard part for me. Um, but babe, do you have anything else? I have one more question about, Oh, I have one question around motivational speaking. Go ahead. And what, so Sherry, what, um, I guess what motivated you to want to be a motivational speaker? Uh, well, I have, after writing the book, I started getting on Facebook and kind of throwing in my experience and just making one minute clips on my experience that I've had on cheating and um, counseling and um, just communicating. Um, Cause I believe in a lot of our African-American culture, we don't seek help and get counseling and we don't, you know, there's some things that we just lack in and we have opportunities. So I started to just speak out and people were inboxing me weeks at a time, months goes by. And I'm like, you know, this is really helping people. So I started posting videos and I started getting some feedback and I was like, you know, this is, this is exactly what I, what I want to do. Um, I have a gift of speaking. People always tell me at a young age, like you speak very well for yourself. I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was just like hearing things I heard when I was younger and then tying it to my experience and just wanting to share it with people is what led me to motivational speaking. Um, so yeah. That's, it. That's dope. Babe, you think I could be a motivational speaker? Okay, so we have another segment. <laughs> <laughs> I could motivate you to do it. She is funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can, you can get there. Yeah, whatever, jackass. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, we're going to transition into our segment for annoyances of the week. Babe, do you want to go first? Uh, my annoyance for the week. I don't have any this week. Oh, wait, I'm lying. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> my bad. Uh, my annoyance is with Grubhub. I will hashtag oh, and at your ass on this episode because it took you two and a half hours to deliver my food. Mm-mm-mm. And I'm appalled. <laughs> I am going to um, piggyback on your annoyance for the week. Um, I, too, was very annoyed. I was hangry. Um, so I do want to apologize for, to my husband for being snappy. I was so annoyed. Like I was in the bathroom thinking of the email that I was going to conjure up Jesus, not even scribe conjure up. Okay. <laughs> to grab her. And then I was like, you know what? I should do a video. I should do, I was just going down a list of like, how can I just make the most bang for my buck on this? Because this doesn't make any sense. I'm like, I'm like, babe, so don't, they don't have like a tracking. And they was like, no, I was, what is this? Like, you're one of the first ones to come up with this. And then you drop the ball. Like, what happened today? No apology or anything. So I was very upset with that. I was just like, no, absolutely not. So that was one of my annoyances. Um, the second one kind of being, I don't want to say this, but kind of like being the protector. So we had some issues with Cash App this week. And I'm surprised this wasn't my husband's 
annoyance of the week, but I was very annoyed with the process. Um, we had a little issue with Cash App. Uh, we no longer are a Cash App family. Um, the process of getting things handled and done is too long, absolutely too long. And I was just annoyed by everything taking too long and then him just being frustrated and not being able to do anything about it. Like, I wasn't able to beat anybody up. So it was just like, I didn't know what else to do. And I'm just trying to console him about the issue. But I was like, I really could just fight somebody right now and this all could be better. But, you know, it's it's whatever. It's going to work itself out. But those are my annoyances for the week. Uh, Sheree Denise, do you have any? I do. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I had an issue with my Android phone. So now, yes, I am team iPhone. Shout out to uh, Apple. <laughs> so <laughs> I had... Oh my gosh, I have been an Android user since I was like 17, but I had a Motorola, recently started shutting off on its own, like literally possessed. So I was like, okay, you know what? Now I switched over to um, iPhone. Let me go ahead and get all my apps back. I got on Facebook app and I tried to log in. It was like, password, we're going to send you a text message. Send code, never came through. Try again. I sent it about two dozen times. The code never came through. So I went on Google and I'm like, okay, Facebook customer service. That's the last resort is me having to call somebody. When I call you, because I'm having an issue, it's bad. Because I try to figure things out on my own, right? So Facebook doesn't have a customer service number. Now I'm, now I'm living. I'm like, okay, my business is on Facebook. So now you're messing with my money. So I'm going, my boyfriend's like, Shree, calm down. I'm like, no, this is not cool. How could they be the number one social media platform? And I'm just going off. And so finally they were like, if you're having an issue and you didn't receive your code, you got two options. Take a picture of you holding a sign with a code and send it to us or send us a picture of your driver's license. I'm like, well, pump your brakes. Wait a minute. This is too much. I don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Why does Facebook need my driver's license? So, you know, I sent the picture of my driver's license because I needed to get on, but it just was like a maybe 72 hour situation that was going on because I tried to really just get that text code. So I sent the picture of the driver's license. I waited. I literally stepped away from that phone, app, everything. About a day later, I go back on. I'm like, they still didn't send me no email. So now I'm like really upset again. And so I was like, let me try to log back in. I said, I sent uh, the message, you know, send me the code. One, two, three, two seconds, the text came through with the code. I'm like, oh, so y'all did get my, my driver's <laughs> license. No update, no notice, no notice or nothing. So, yeah, Facebook, I don't know. I fool with y'all, but I just felt like that was too much. Now that now you got my driver's license. Right. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, you going to take me to dinner? I don't understand what's going on. Um, <laughs> now we're dating. <laughs> right. Since you know my business. What? Um, what's up? Dang. Yeah. yeah but yeah, that was fun. feel too funky about that either. Mm-mm. Yeah. So we'll go on to gratitude. What we're grateful for this week. Babe? I am grateful uh, for my friends. Um, Yay. Yeah, this weekend was really cool. I got to hang out with some of my friends. Luda Day weekend. Always been a weekend that I participated in uh, with my friends and had a really good time. It's always like, it always felt like, it always feels like the first time hanging out, you know, or first time really hanging out with your friends, having a really good time. So that's always cool to do. And I appreciate my wife allowing me to do that. Well, actually, you you hung out with three different groups of friends, and I was there for 
All of them. Well, all of them. Well, kind of, yeah. You might as well say all of them. Um, oh, yeah. We did some nighttime stuff, but, you know, I came home. But other than that, yeah. So. Yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. You're, <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> and I'm grateful for you again. <laughs> <laughs> for what? Not cursing you out when you snapped on me because the food wasn't here? Oh, yet? no, because, you know, I'd be ready for that. I don't care about that. No. Um, I'm grateful grateful for you quick to change but not quick to change. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> what does that mean? Let me yeah, I'm I am i have to break it down. So you're you're quick to change for me. Your transition to certain things will be a little quicker if you move out your way, which you know now. But it's like, you know, some people may have to deal with certain situations with their spouse way longer than what I've had to deal with you. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like a quick to change, but not quick to change. I don't really know what to call that, but it's like when things need to happen. Yeah. Sometimes you do wait. So I'm like, yeah. So, you know, do we need to get a divorce? And then you're like, okay, let me stop bullshitting and get my shit together. And, and, you know, and it's kind of like actually make a true change. Like things are actually like happening. And I'm grateful for that. Instead of you not being like stubborn or um, arrogant, you know what I'm saying? Or just have a, a really big ego about the whole like situations of just us trying to be better. You know, I'm not doing this. I don't think anything's wrong with the way I do this, the way I fold my socks, you know? Because some people, these little petty things can cause for a really good thing to break apart. And so I'm so glad that you're not that person and that, you know, yeah, I can come and talk to you. And yeah, you do like, <laughs> whatever. I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. So. Well, thanks, babe. You know, I realized that I was perfect and perfection doesn't work in a marriage, so I had to dumb it down some. Well, thank you for being dumb for me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> You're right. So far from it. <laughs> um, so, Cherie, do you have any gratitude or something you're grateful for this week? Um, I do. I, I, I could be a little, I guess, abrasive or I can pinpoint situations and see them in my perspective. But my significant other, he has been very patient with me. And, um, you know, the the effort to progress is phenomenal. Like, coming from me, it'll make me want, like, you won't have to pick up a finger. Like, that Destiny Style song, Let Me Cater to You, in effect, as soon as this is the progress and the change starts happening, I'm just like, I got you. I got you, boo, like, a thousand percent. So, um, I really appreciate, and I'm thankful for how, how, you know, he doesn't um, turn away or become fearful of the change and the responsibility and accountability of being with a strong-willed woman. Like, I 1,000% appreciate it. And thank shout out to my boo. <laughs> hey, boo, yeah. shout out to you. <laughs> I feel your pain, my brother. I'm on your side. <laughs> I support you. We can start a, a support a group. group together. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Hey, my name. (laughs) Right. Hey, instead of like, hey, my name is like, yeah, hey, I'm Cherie's man. All right. (laughs) You don't even have to say a name. You don't have a title. And I made it today. (laughs) (laughs) Cause we crazy. No, I don't think. And he always told me like, you're crazy. I'm like, I'm not crazy. I just, I really, I really would like you to see things the way I see them. And it's not because I think I'm right. It's because it's, it's how things are supposed to. (laughs) It's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. But no, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm the hardest person to get along with because I'm not. But it's like the more we grow, I'm like you said earlier. I'm not gonna be the same person I was last year or six months ago. The more we grow, the more we progress. 
I appreciate you sticking it out with me because I know you see the potential and the love is absolutely there. Amen. I dig it. Girl, I am with you on that. Yes. So let's get all of your information before we head out. So all of your social media handles, go ahead and give it to us. Yes. So uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Sheree Denise Speaks. Sheree is with a C. And uh, Facebook, the same, Sheree Denise. YouTube, Sheree Denise Speaks. And where can they find the book? The book is on my blog. Oh, I forgot about that. I have a, a website. Uh, my website is uh, Execute365. I'm the CEO and founder of Execute365. And you can find the book through that website as well as on Amazon. My website is, I founded three, three, Execute365 um, earlier this year. And I've been able to start blogging. And it's, it's pretty much any and all topics. And um, the business pretty much flows around executing our goals and really, you know, um, dedicating ourselves and our time. I heard someone say, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. What's one to six hours, one to three hours um, sticking to your goal? And I really believe in that. So, you know, mastering your, your skills every single day. I truly believe in it. The website, um, I have blog posts um, weekly. And uh, you'll be able to purchase the book on the website, 365.net as well. Okay. And um, the book is Treasures Revealed, correct? Yeah. Insight on Communication and Relationships. Okay. And I also have a link in the show notes, um, in the description of the show for people. You can just go ahead and just click on it. It'll take you to her website and to Amazon. Uh, before we close out, did you have any um, comments or advice or any maybe gems you want to share lastly before we head out? Uh, not Nothing major. Just... Um, continue to, you know, seek and continue to find yourselves and be whole as a single and also in a relationship, you know, continue to seek peace and um, truly believe in that people can change with a lot of work and, you know, stay dedicated to who you are um, as an individual as we continue to, to live this life. Well, with that, babe, did you have anything? No, thank you for uh, coming on. This was awesome. You dropped a lot of gems on here. And you even got me reaching in my bag tonight. So this <laughs> yeah, was awesome. thank you for having me. I love meeting y'all. Y'all beautiful couple. And I appreciate you having me on your show. Well, we are glad to have you. You are um, a really fantastic guest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, babe, until next time. Peace. See you tomorrow. <laughs>